Psalm 145 I will extol you, my God and Queen. I bless your name forever and ever. Every day I bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Her greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on, the wonder, on your wondrous works I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and her compassion is over all that she has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all her words and gracious in all her deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all her ways and kind in all her doings. The Lord is near to all who call on her, to all who call on her in truth. She fulfills the desire of all who fear her. She also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love her, but all the wicked she will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless her holy name forever and ever. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. How beautiful you are, my love, how very beautiful. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats moving down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn ewes that have come up from the washing, all of which bear twins, and not one among them is bereaved. Your lips are like a crimson thread, and your mouth is lovely. Your cheeks are like halves of a pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built in courses. On it hang a thousand bucklers, all of them shields of warriors. Your two breasts are like fawns, twins of a gazelle that feed among the lilies. Until the day breathes and the shadows flee, I will hasten to the mountain of myrrh and the hill of frankincense. You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. Depart from the peak of Amana, from the peak of Sinir and Hermon, from the dens of lions, from the mountains of leopards. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 17. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts, gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. 
By her you were called into the fellowship of her Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. It has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that none of you can say you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanas. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. Here ends the reading. I just deleted a long reflection because it's just not fair to drag it on that long, but... The short story is that I've got a prayer. It made me think of it uh, based on the reading from Paul, the first letter of his to the church at Corinth. There's this line that gets trotted out, and it's been trotted out uh, to me on several occasions about, you know, don't let there be divisions, You've got to be united, one mind, one purpose kind of bullshit. Um, and nobody is... Uh, sent in their any prayers that they're willing to have put on air, so I, I'll, I'll be the first one, I suppose. Um, uh, on on f- over the weekend, I publicized some stuff on social media about Christianity Today and the editor in chief Mark Galley, former print editor Caitlin Beatty, and creative director Alicia Sharp. I won't go into details because that's not fair to you. Um, but um, suffice it to say that it's um, complicated and fucked up and um, my voice, which includes my social media channels, um, is kind of the only tool that I have left, um, at least in that fight. Uh, Maybe in most fights, actually. The divisions line um, from Paul... um, is I've heard frequently trotted out by people who have power and influence and who are afraid of what contrasting voices and perspectives might do to that power and influence. Um, There's a lot of these little fires that have been burning, actually pretty fucking big, but there's a a number of them. And one of them has been Christianity Today. Um, uh, But my prayer... It's supposed to be only a minute long. If anybody sends prayers to me, that's the only rule. They just have to be under a minute. I'm breaking that right now because I'm an asshole and I make my own rules. Because fuck it, why not? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, the, the, the wildfires, the many wildfires that have been burning in my life um, are related or there's a lot of overlap with the Christianity Today stuff. Um, and the whole divisions thing uh, just kind of set me off um, because I've heard a lot. I've been accused of burning bridges for years now. 
Um, problem with that is you can't burn a fucking drawbridge. You can't burn a bridge that the castle has pulled up and you're staring at a body of water and the, the underside of a fucking wood panel. You can't do it. You can't burn a fucking drawbridge. What I mean by that is that power recedes uh, any time it, that it's threatened. Um, what you have to do if you have power and influence to preserve that power and influence uh, one thing that is proven fairly effective is to just ignore the problem. Ignore the problem when you're polluting. Ignore the problem when you're taking money from people you shouldn't. Uh, ignore the problem when you're giving money to people you shouldn't. And just hope it goes away. Just hope, you know, it'll, br- it'll, it'll blow over. You know, you just need to make themselves look like maniacal little fucking chicken littles. And that's one way that you can preserve power. Um, I don't believe that that's what Christians, uh, people who aspire to be Christian, uh, should be doing. I think people who aspire to be like Christ, at the very least, um, their self-preservation instincts should be very low. I mentioned, I think it was yesterday with the introduction of St. Sebastian, um, the people at the top of the Christian pyramid are the people who are willing to die, not even raise a finger to defend themselves, but who continue to say, this is not right. The games, even recorded by Roman sources, was ended when this little shit of a man, um, St. Telemachus. And to be fair, the games were kind of in decline. The Caesars were fairly Christian. But anyway, Telemachus comes running through the Colosseum at the beginning of one of these sports, one of these games uh, in January. His, shit, his feast day might be the 31st, I can't remember. He's not a soldier, so I don't pay a whole lot of attention to him. But he runs down through uh, the, the, the Colosseum saying, in God's name, stop, in God's name, stop, in God's name, stop. And they do. They do. And Telemachus is just the last person in a line of people who spoke up. I mean, we can talk about Perpetua and Felicity who were killed in the games. We can talk about Irenaeus of Lyon and all these other people who were Christians who were martyred at the games, fed to the lions or thrown into a pit of fire, whatever. But Telemachus is the one who's credited with being the last person. And sometimes we sometimes forget about the first person, and I don't know how I feel about that. But I think Christians, at the very least, we have our voice. We have our own will that when someone with points a gun in our head and says, tell me that the sky is orange, you can tell them, no, the sky is blue. Because what's most important is not our own self-preservation, but the truth. And um, uh, I feel as though, and I may be wrong, but I feel as though I've sacrificed a lot. I feel as though my family has sacrificed a lot. I feel as though my daughter has sacrificed a lot without having the choice to have done so. Um, Sacrificed because of my belief in the fundamental power of one person's voice. But at the end of the day, there's got to be other people who stand up and scream through the Colosseum and in God's name stop, in God's name stop. Christianity today is not the problem. Christianity today is a symptom. Um, But that problem is rampant. And that problem hurts veterans and soldiers 
and their families and their children. That problem is assuming, fuck it, insisting, insisting that veterans are damaged goods, veterans are emotionally volatile, veterans are angry, veterans are dangerous, veterans are a threat. That's a lie. That is a lie. It is no less a lie than to say that all Native Americans are savages, that all women are hysterical, and all black women are welfare queens. These are lies that the status quo tells itself to remain, to keep some semblance of control over the narrative. And when, when my community, maybe our community, doesn't speak up because we've already been conditioned to suck it up and drive the fuck on, that's why uh, that we get 20 suicides a day. Because when someone is no longer able to shut the fuck up and drive on, they don't drive on. They stop. They give up. They fall out. And the, the product of that, one of the, the reasons that we have our suicide rate, the veteran and so, military suicide rate, certainly must be because so many people are so fucking tired of shutting the fuck up and driving on. And when they ask for help, as I've asked for help, from deans, from executive agencies, from friends, when they ask for help and either no answer is given or that answer is no, I will not help you, it begins to wear on you. So my prayer is not a minute long. Um, that's not entirely fair. It's just like when I was teaching, when this thing is, when I'm driving the boat, well, God damn it, I'm going to say when we're going upstream. <laughs> um, I want to hear your prayers. I want you to hear mine. I want us all to stand up and do those things that our convictions tell us is, are the right things to do. And convic- uh, those convictions can sting. Those convictions are scary as fuck. Um, but they're good. And we're capable of them. We're capable, capable of doing those things that the, the saints did. Whether it's martyrdom or perseverance or anything. You'll be surprised what you're capable of. I didn't know that I could march 24 miles without a change of socks or underwear with one cliff bar in my pocket. I didn't know that I could do that until someone made me do it. Until someone stood in front of me and said, keep walking. You got this. I remember when I was in air assault school, I just wanted to finish this 12-hour road march. You got to do it in, was it, two and a half hours or something. I just wanted to finish. I was not known for road marching. And I'll never remember, or I'll never forget, <laughs> I'll never forget when uh, the Sergeant Air Assault drove up next to me in a truck. He's like, you can catch him, you can catch him. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, there's one infantryman right up there, right over the ridge, and at your pace, you can catch him. I woke up that morning just wanting to finish, just wanting to get my air assault badge and just get this stupid thing behind me. We had orders, I just, you know, wanted to get ready for deployment. 
and I was one infantryman away from being the air assault uh, road march champion. And I did it. I beat him by 13, 14 seconds. I'm asking you, I'm asking everybody who's listening to speak up against the indignity of the military community. It's subtle, it's hard to identify, but I'll be here to help you see it, to help you identify it. I'll be here to help you when you want to stand up and say something too. I'm asking you, my prayer for you is that you use your feet to pray for me. You use your voice, your social media, your handwriting, your vocal cords. I need your help. I need your help in this one little thing. I need you to amplify this one story that I'm saying, fuck no. Fuck no, I'm not going to be a part of that. That's not my story. Stop putting me in that box. I need your help. I need you to find these little ways that are a a click away that can be so much more powerful. Five minutes to write a letter or an email or another 10, 15 minutes to get on a phone call to talk about why this one little thing that is not the problem. Christianity Today is not the problem. Mark Galley is not the problem. Alicia Sharp's not the problem. Caitlin Beatty is not the problem. The problem is how we see veterans. And that problem includes how we see ourselves. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.